and welcome to Rewire with Duchess Dale. Whether you're a baby boomer or a baby zoomer, a millennial or an elder ally, enjoying retirement or planning ahead, this podcast provides tips and information that turn into inspiration for living your best life. And now, here's our host, Duchess. This is episode number 10. We are wrapping up the love month, and today's episode is entitled, Love the One You're With. (laughs) And if you're like me, a baby boomer, when I say that sentence or I see it written, I immediately start playing the Stephen Stills song in my head over and over. Since we are closing out Black History Month as well, most of the quotes I share today will be from famous Black authors. So I will start with Bell Hooks, who writes, quote, To truly love, we must learn to mix various ingredients, care, affection, recognition, respect, commitment, and trust, as well as an honest and open communication, end quote. That beautiful quote is perfect for love month, and it also sounds like the ingredients I use to cook up this podcast for you. And since we get an extra day this month to cook up some more love, I want to remind you about an event tomorrow, February 29th, Thursday, leap year. I want to invite those of you who live in New Mexico to join the Aging and Long-Term Services Department team at the Valencia County Senior Center on Main Street in Berlin, New Mexico, as we all leap back to the 80s for a fitness class that starts at 10.30 a.m. Join Cabinet Secretary Jen Paul Schroyer and other team members and me for this fitness class. I love this idea so much because it gave me a reason to go through my closet and find my leggings and my outfits that I used to wear when I taught low-impact aerobics for Richard Simmons Anatomy Asylum in Los Angeles. If you want to round up your 1980s attire and join me and the ALTSD team as we get physical back to the 80s, please call 1-505-864-2663 to register. Tomorrow is Thursday, February 29th, a strange and amazing day that comes only once every four years. For the rest of the time, there are only 28 days in the month of February. That's because there's a leap in time when our calendars adjust to make up for the extra seconds accumulated over the past three years due to the rotation of Earth. The planet Earth takes literally 365.2422 days to make one revolution around the sun or about six hours longer than our typical 365 days that we've become accustomed to. According to NASA's Jet Propulsion Lab at the California Institute for Technology, those extra hours are the reason why we have a leap day approximately every four years. Dr. Jim Sowell, who is the director of the Georgia Tech Observatory, said that the creation of leap year can be traced back to Roman dictator Julius Caesar in the year 46 BC. That's even before all of us. (laughs) 
Leap year babies are often called leapers or leaplings, which I had never heard before. And something my grandmother used to tell me when I was a little girl is that February 29th has been a traditional day where women could propose to men. And she said it was called Sadie Hawkins Day. Fortunately, we all live in a society now where there's a whole lot more equal rights about who can propose to whom and when. Some cultures even consider February 29th an unlucky day. However, that is not the case for my next guest, and you will hear why as we talk to a leap year baby, Sunshine Johnson. Today, I have asked someone special to talk with us because this is her birthday week. I have asked Sunshine Johnson to join us this week because on Thursday, it is her birthday and it is leap year. Welcome, Sunshine. Thank you, Duchess, for having me here. (laughs) I was wondering if you'd feel comfortable talking to us about your biological age as well as your leap year age. I would love to. I was born in 1948, which means I am 76 years old. However, being born on February 29th this year, I am turning 19 and can finally vote. Good timing. (laughs) I also want to include that I have a twin brother. So we were written up in the newspapers. I haven't met a whole lot of people who have the February 29th birthday. So can you tell us a little bit about what that was like growing up? Because I'm a birthday girl. I like celebrating everybody's birthday, including my own. And to have to wait four years, I would be very, very pouty. When we were young, there was my older sister, two years older than me, and my twin brother and myself. My parents would have a small celebration on the 28th. And then on the 29th, they had a huge party at this country club we belonged to. And we had clowns, musicians, balloons. All my friends from school would come. They would do that every four years until we became into junior high school. And then that that stopped. We still celebrated my birthday every year and did something a little special for the 29th. As I got older in life, people... We're starting, we're not remembering my 29th birthday. They we celebrate every year on the 28th. And I said, I'm putting a stop to this. I'm only <laughs> celebrating my birthday once every four years on the 29th because it's my day. What my sister did, who's two years older than me, she started when I was 48 years old that doing surprise parties for me. I don't remember what the first one was, but when I turned 13, she did a puberty party. And she bought puberty books and she bought me a bra, a beginner's bra. She, oh my. she got me what it looks like, what a male looks like, what a female looks like. She, she did all this stuff about puberty. She was just a riot with doing my birthdays. Then she went on to do my 14th and 15th. The last one was my 16th. I turned 64 and it was my sweet sixth birthday party. So she had a sweet 16 party at home. And the next day on the 29th, we went to Disneyland and celebrated leap year at Disneyland. They really do a big celebration for people on their birthdays. And particularly this was leap year. I still have a Disneyland t-shirt that I was wearing that I had the characters could go up and autograph my shirt. Sweet little things for sweet 16 and happy leap year. It was just, it was a hoot. It was really a lot of fun. 
And we stopped doing that after I turned 16. Then um, one other time when my sister was doing it, we went to this malt shop called Orbit Diners. It's where the waitresses wear roller skates. And they come up to you and they serve you. They've got a white cap that they wear, put it on my head, got a toilet seat cover, put it around my neck to say happy leap year birthday. While we were there, my sister could see that there's some reporters from the Union Tribune newspaper. So they came over and they interviewed me and took pictures of me. By golly, the next day, I was working at a chiropractor's office. The patients came in and they brought in the newspaper. I was on the front of the Union Tribune, my five minutes of fame for being a leap year baby. That's not something that actually happens to many of us. I know that there's a, a mystique about people born on leap year. It means a lot to me. And it's because I'm so unique, it's unique that I have the 29th so that I can create it any way I want. I was an office manager. I worked in chiropractic offices. And then this one office, uh, the gals, I'd always give them a, a large check for their birthday. I would never get one. And so the gals got together and they found a card that said, Happy Corrugated Cardboard Day. So when it wasn't my birthday, sometime in the year, they would get a box, tear up corrugated cardboard paper, put it inside, made a corrugated cardboard bow, put it on the outside of the box, and then they would give me that same card again to wish me my birthday, but it was a corrugated cardboard day. So I could get my check also. That was very creative. That's what they did. And I still have the box and the bow somewhere within all my birthday stuff. That was it for not my birthday. Tell us a little bit about how you've rewired over the years. Okay. I've always worked as an office administrator for many, many years. And there was one year where I was working that the gas prices were going up and I needed some extra cash for the gas from the mileage from where I was living. And I was at the top of my uh, raise list where I worked. So put out to the universe, I said, let me do something where I can be of service to others and make a little bit of change for myself for my extra gas. So it was about a month later, working in the same chiropractic office, a new patient came in and she told me she was overnight pet sitter. Didn't ring any bells for me. I, nothing went off. And I kept thinking about it. I remember when I was very little, knee high to a grasshopper, when cats and dogs would come running up to me and knock me down and lick me over. We couldn't have any animals because my dad had allergies. So I thought, that's it. I'll be an overnight pet sitter. So what I did is I asked my chiropractor, can I avail my services with your patients to get started? And he said, of course you can. That's how I got started with doing my overnight pet sitting. I was at 55 years old. When I became 63, where I was working, and mind you, I've never been fired from a job in my life, but at 63, I knew I was going to be fired. Okay, I'll let myself get fired. And then in California, you can get, at 63, I can get unemployment and my social security at the same time. So I decided that's what I'm going to do and go full time with my pet sitting. And that's what I did. One of my clients said, I have a lady 
who's looking for somebody. So I talked to this lady who does pet sitting, and then she taught me how um, to make up a contract and get it all legally binded and everything. She got me rolling. She started referring overnight clients here and there, everywhere. And even though I'm turning 19, I've been doing this for 21 years. You're selling critter care and overnight pet sitting, but how does it feel to be a 19-year-old senior? I feel young because of doing the pet sitting, but I'm constantly walking dogs or being around them or animals. I even have a mouse that likes me, that I pet sit for a mouse. And that, and that it just, what I do is every morning where I live, there is a park where I go up and do my morning meditation two-mile walk. While I'm doing this walk, I'm feeding four crows, some sparrows, and some baby rabbits every day. Those are my pets because I don't have any pets. That gets me excited in the morning to wake up, to know I'm going to go see and be, and the four crows know me. So it gets so excited to know that they're going to see me. I'm going to see them. Aside from that, I do a lot of volunteering in our community to support the quality of life where I live. One of the major things that I do is I organize the Scripps Ranch 4th of July Parade, which you have to organize for at least six months in advance. So I do that going on many, many years. There's just a lot of things that, that to do in the community, but it's my pet sitting that's the love of my heart. And that keeps me young and keeps me going and thriving it, and keeps me very active. All the love that I get to receive. I'm an auntie to so many dogs and cats and a mouse that it's just, it's overflowing for me. Perfect. Because this is still February. This is the love month. And our theme this month has been Love Rewire. Today's episode is about loving the one you're with. And that's easy when you're with a beloved fur child. And what I'm trying to get at is loving the one you're with, meaning oneself. Sunshine, can you tell us anything about what you do for self-care, self-love? I talk to myself the same way I talk to dogs. Hey, sweet girl, look at that beautiful belly. You're so clever. Want a treat? <laughs> that would work. Then do you rub your belly and then go get a treat? Or I'll do the same at the same time, rub the belly and eat the treat at the same time. Oh, I like it. I'm going to have to try that. That may be a new thing for all of us uh, as we get older. I love that. Anything else? I have this quote that I really love. It's called Love by Cahil Gibran. It love surrounds every being and extends slowly to embrace all that shall be. I read that every day. That's a lovely quote. I want to thank you, Sunshine, for taking time out of your busy birthday week and your pet sitting to just talk to us about what it's like being a leap year baby, because most of us don't know. I even met someone this past week. I was talking about leap year, and she told me she didn't know what that meant. I was surprised by that. So I think it's important that we carry on the tradition of understanding what a leap year baby is and does. It is. And what I love is when I go out to the restaurants, like it, when we were at the Corbett Diner, you meet so many people that are leapier. That's why I like it. I even met with, at an ice skating rink one time. I met a four-year-old who was turning one. Oh, your age. And I was trying to see if we get a picture of the two of us together. 
but it, it didn't work out. Maybe you need to start a new club or a Facebook page about Leap Year Babies so that all of you can share these stories and these photos. That's a good idea. Thank you. And you could launch it on February 29th. That is a great idea. On my to-do list. Yes. And then email me later if you want. I'll post that link on our Rewired Facebook page so other Leap Year Babies listening can contact you. Good idea. <laughs> I want to thank you again, Sunshine, and I hope that you have a very, very happy 19th birthday. Thank you very much, and I'm planning on All month long, we've been talking about different aspects of how to show love beyond the obvious romantic versions. Week one, Robert Benjamin spoke about his activity of love by being of service and being a caregiver for his wife. The second week, we did have a Valentine story with Rod and Joanne as they told how they met online and fell in love, got married as seniors. (laughs) Last week... Doug Calderwood talked about a way of giving and receiving love by training to become a community health support worker here in New Mexico. Today, Sunshine had us smiling along with her birthday self-love and how she loves being rewired as a pet sitter. Maybe my belated Valentine to you is that I'm giving you, as listeners, an invitation to not overlook the most important aspect of love. That would be self-love. Author Maya Angelou writes, quote, I do not trust people who don't love themselves and yet tell me I love you, end quote. That quote will probably pack a punch. You might even want to hear it again. I do not trust people who don't love themselves and yet tell me I love you. Think about that. In order to give of the enormous love we have for our family, friends, and beloved fur family, we have to know how to love ourselves First and foremost, I know for many people, as it is for myself, practicing self-love is a challenge. Most of us were taught it's better to give than receive. I'm here to tell you we need to do both, give and receive love. Louise Hay was famous for challenging people to stand in front of a mirror and simply get used to saying, I love you, to the person in the mirror looking at you. That would be yourself. That's a very potent exercise. It might even be a little too much to start with. How about we start off with a few small ideas so that you don't deny yourself and you get in the habit and the practice of the self-love you deserve. Now, the tips I'm going to share, I get from a newsletter from Self Magazine online. They suggest think of self-love as a practice, not a destination, and that it's very important to define for yourself what the act of self-love looks like, what that feels like. And again, if you read up on the love languages, self-love for you might be different than it is for anyone else. You don't have to love your reality in order for you to love yourself or even accept or forgive yourself. What that means is you could be going through some really yucky times right now. Things may be very difficult, but that doesn't mean you're less of a person or that you don't deserve self-love and compassion. How about you challenge your negative mental narrative by sticking to the facts? Most of us talk to ourselves, at least in our head. I talk to myself out loud as well. 
and sometimes I listen to what I say and it's so negative, I wouldn't say that about anyone else in my life, someone I care about. Making assumptions, identifying negative or false behaviors may not be the truth about who you really are, but just adjectives that fit the emotion of the circumstance today. They also suggest that loving, or at least accepting yourself, is a very worthwhile pursuit. I will echo that because for me, that can be a challenge. Sometimes I have to start over. I've noticed that it's maybe a little bit harder now that I'm older. It's especially hard when I practice the mirror exercise and what I see isn't the reflection I'm expecting to see or the one that I see in photos around the house or that's in my head. If you and I can learn how to practice self-compassion and self-love, we are setting an example for those people around us so they can learn how to do the same. One of my favorite authors, Anne Lamott, who now has a new book coming out and it's on my wish list. It's entitled Somewhere. She writes, quote, love looks like us and that can be a little daunting. Love is why we are all here on the couch and in the world with a heart for the common good. Why we have hope and a lifeline when we don't, end quote. I love that you have shared this month with me on Rewire. Tomorrow, with that extra day this week, you are invited to share this podcast with someone you love because it streams for free every week on your favorite streaming platform. And if you are in need of specific help and live in New Mexico, whether it's about nutrition or housing or something else, please contact the Aging and Long-Term Services Department at 1-800-432-2080 or online aging.nm.gov. That might be one way you can practice self-love by reaching out and getting the help you need. We also have Facebook pages for both that department and this podcast, and you can always engage with me by email at yourliferewired, three words, yourliferewired at gmail.com. Tomorrow, as you enjoy your extra day, Remember to love the one that you're with, and that is you. Our show is sponsored by the Aging and Long-Term Services Department of New Mexico. You can contact that department by calling 1-800-432-2080 or online at www.aging.nm.gov. Our original music is written by New Mexico's own Lydia Clark. Join us next week on your favorite streaming platform. Till then, remember to reconnect, recommit, and rewire. Inspiration, you've got all that imagination.